It's time for the Mental Health Moment, a show exploring the world of mental health and answers for life. Brought to you by Life Launch Centers. Here's your host, Joe Newman. Welcome to Mental Health Monday. We've moved our time slot to Monday because it seems like this is the day that people are thinking about getting help for their mental health needs. They've been at home with family over the weekend, probably encountered some difficult situations with their kids and family and and are reminded how important emotional stability is. Then you get back to work Monday morning, get things started and under control for the week at the office, and now you're on your way home realizing that those problems of anxiety, depression, isolation, excessive gaming, obsessing about social media, all those problems still need to be addressed. So we're here to offer you some real help and insights to how to address your mental health needs at home, both personally, as parents, and also ideas for your teens and your young adults. Uh, Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Life Launch Centers. We put daily tips and ideas out there to strengthen mental health. And and here we go. It's the first week of summer. You've, you know, we're looking at the next three months thinking, what are we going to do to help my family survive? Well, I hope we can offer some great ideas to not only survive, but to really thrive in your family relationships, in your personal sanity, with a difficult landscape kids have to navigate with friends, phones, and social media. Uh, You can call in right now to receive your free copy of The Emotional Navigator. It's a 20-page booklet that talks to youth and parents about these difficult emotions and offers ideas and help. Uh, The number is 833-803-3383, or jump on our website at uh, download a a digital copy of the Emotional Navigator at uh, lifelaunchcenters.com. So today, I've got Espera Andrus, licensed clinical social worker and our clinical director at Life Launch Centers, here with me today in studio. Espera, thank you once again for being here today with me. My pleasure. So first of all, to really thrive during the summer, let's talk about structure. Espera, how does structure play into teens' mental health? And what kind of structure is helpful at home? Well, structure plays into all of our mental health. In fact, uh, the the shame resilience researcher Brene Brown has uh, posted from her research that we need to try to decrease our focus on productivity and exhaustion as a society hmm. and help to promote and cultivate rest and play so that we get a balance between the two. I like that. I need more rest and play. <laughs> you're, you're right. I think we all probably need more of that. It, it is interesting. It seems like kids today are fairly overstructured. They don't get a lot of like free play time or boredom. It's like we try to fill their our lives up just to the brim. They're they're they really are. They're pushed so hard to it to achieve and have structured time. And you mentioned boredom. Boredom is one of the great facilitators for the brain's creativity. Yeah. So our brain is the most creative creative. It's got that extra that extra room to to work and and chew on creative ideas when we are indeed bored. So we have to be able to tolerate being bored. That said, uh, we it's about the balance. Right. We need structure. We need balance. Um, We need connection. 
Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when there's downtime, people gravitate to video games. Un- yeah. Very unlike me, who gravitates to Netflix binging. Right, right. Um, <laughs> so I think all of us really could benefit not just our youth from building and protecting structure, um, but but staying in connection, decreasing isolation. You need alone time, but not in connection with each other. Being bored, um, creative play. Versus only gaming and electronic kind yeah. of interactions. You know, I love that. It reminds me of kind of what we do at home. Our kids will want to watch a show or they'll want to play video games, right? And we just kind of have to put our foot down sometimes and say, nope, sorry, we've had enough of that. Go downstairs and play. And they're like, well, I don't know what to do. And you're like, hey, we've got, you got all these toys downstairs. You've got a trampoline. You've got sticks and dirt and everything, whatever you want outside. Like just... Go outside and not have, you know, all of those things to provide kind of an electronic structure, but open it up to just a, a boredom, a creativity, a open your mind to, you know, creation. I know. Totally. I was camping last week, found a funny looking stick on the ground, picked it up, looked at it, went, oh, my gosh, this is the best gun. <laughs> and when, I wonder how many kids who are camping with us would oh, even think about that. I know. My, right? kid, they, my kids do that for sure. And it's everything becomes a gun. Yeah. The <laughs> there you go. I don't know. Anyway, that's that's great idea. So structure plays into, you know, having some some productivity during the summer. That's healthy. But having some I guess, structured, unstructured time, right? Like you've got to plan in time where they're able to let their mind expand. Yeah, yeah. And and there are a lot of activities that not just to do for our children, but to do for ourselves that can facilitate and grow our own mental health, protect our mental health. Oh, I love that. Grow our own resilience. And it's, it's really f- fun when we can do it with our families, not just for them, but with them. Yeah, so you've got you've got kids home now and parents, you know, are going to be uh more time demanded from their kids of their own schedule. What kind of things would you suggest parents do for structuring their time, give themselves some mental health time? Oh my goodness, for for parents, I I think even to get children involved in fun ways, even in things like shopping or meal preparation. I know okay. it takes extra time sometimes to clean up after that. Yeah. Um but just to get them involved and do it together. If I say your job is to wash the dishes and then I walk out of the room, right? That becomes yeah. a very painful job, but if we're doing it together and interacting while we're doing it, um then that it becomes a different kind of thing. It's uh, it's not connection. washing dishes. It's building anymore. connections, right? It's building connection. Yeah. 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 I know my kids really love that when I, uh, our, we have seven kids, so they kind of rotate on who do, who does dishes and two of them do it together. So there's some human connection between the siblings, but every now and then I'll jump in to kind of just let them know I love them and I want to pitch in and, and appreciate all that they do in the family and and those are really good times. Yeah, to to have a parent, what an honor to have some dedicated time with parents side to side while we're doing that doing that chore, that mundane work. Right. Yeah, you know that's another um, question. How does repetitive, mundane, or work, or even hard labor, you know, those kind of those kind of activities seem to produce some positive effects in kids' life? And I I know personally, my kids don't get enough of that. Well, you know, a couple of the, the variables that protect our mental health are things like what we call building mastery. Okay. And I think if we can build mastery in terms of even my 
even my commitment to, to start things and finish them, building mastery mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, I, I have these chores and I accomplish them every day, then that's a that has protective value mental health wise. Hmm. But it's not just doing it that brings the protection. It's knowing that I've done it. And uh, sometimes I think even pushing ourselves a little bit and, you know, kind of noticing progress. Look, you know, the other day I was able to do those. It took me 20 minutes to do those dishes. And today mm-hmm. I did it in 15 because I'm getting better systems gotcha. at it. And to be able to point that out to them and say, hey, you're getting better at this. You're building mastery. Look at you go. You're improving. And so to yeah. be aware of that, to call it that, to be mindful of what's going on, all incre- up the protective factor. I love that. I love that. I've recently, um, we have some yard work that needs to be done. And, Uh-oh. And yeah, and I really hate yard work. I grew up with a really big yard and I was like one of the last kids in the family. So I, I had the whole yard to myself once all my older siblings moved out. Is that why you had seven kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Like I need some extra help around here. But we don't have much of a yard, but our, we got to get our backyard done. And so I've I've actually really enjoyed um thinking about projects where we have to dig holes and and I get my kids out there and help them learn the value of digging a hole because like you said just in that simple uh what we would think a simple task of digging a hole if they've never put their hands on a shovel they've never mastered how to dig a hole uh they're missing out on that self mastery i didn't realize that until my my son who's now 15 uh, just last year, I put a shovel in his hand and said, hey, dig a hole. And it, it was clear that he had no idea what he was doing. He didn't have that skill yet. And I was like, oh, man, I'm a terrible parent. Like, I haven't haven't taught my kid how to dig a hole. But- I think the real key is, the, the real game changer in this is being out there digging the hole with him. Absolutely. I, it's just, it makes it a totally different thing. Some of my greatest memories, even though I hated it at the time growing up, were um you know cutting trees for firewood but my yeah. dad was beside me you know we were joking he was teaching me to do things we were taking breaks together and it's just it's just powerful time I love it yeah we're building a retaining wall in our backyard right now and we've got our system down now it's taking a few saturdays to to really figure it out but you got us a couple of my son and myself that can lift the heavier rocks and move them into place and then my the younger kids are mixing the cement and and we just have that that whole time together, even though it's grunt labor and it's maybe not as pleasant, but we are coming away with it with a sense of accomplishment and a sense of togetherness. So, A powerful part of installing that sense of accomplishment, again, to, to, to buoy up the, the mental health resilience factor of that is the celebration and the reinforcing. Yeah. So look what we did. Oh, my gosh. Let's pour the Martinelli's in the little glasses yeah. and toast and go get a frosty. At let's Wendy's go get a frosty. You know, let's do the, some of those things to go. Holy cow. Look what we did. We really accomplished something. And we need to be proud of this. Yeah. guys. We did some good stuff right here. I love it. That's beautiful. So we've got a lot of great ideas and things that uh, we want to talk about in building resilience today on our show for the kids during the summer. Um, we're going to go to break here in just a minute. I uh, wanted to, again, throw out the invitation for everyone to jump on our website to download the Emotional Navigator. It's a 20-page booklet. It talks about how to um, deal with some of these difficult emotions that are facing our kids today, like anxiety, depression, isolation, suicide ideation, those kind of things. And, and um, Or you can just give us a call right now at 833-803-3883. 
Um, and uh, we'll go ahead and cut to break now, and we'll be back just a minute talking today with Esper Andrus, uh, Clinical Director at Life Launch Centers. Hi, this is Ben Harris with Life Launch Centers. Suicide is taking away too many of our youth and young adults today. We want to help kids overcome their anxiety, depression, and their thoughts about suicide, and we want to do it fast. In our group program, youth learn they are not alone, and there's hope. Call us now to get some answers for life. Life Launch Centers, 833-803-3883. Have you ever heard of kids with depression today? Who hasn't? This is Joni Dykes with Life Launch Centers. We want to help kids overcome anxiety, depression, and suicide ideation, and do it fast. Most insurances cover our program, so you're probably already paying for treatment. You just need to call us now to get some answers for life. Life Launch Centers, 833-803-3883. Welcome back to your mental health moment. Today in studio, we've got Espera Andrus, Clinical Director of Life Launch Centers. She's a, a licensed clinical social worker, and today we're talking about summer and uh, structure and all the things. What what can we do during the summer to give our kids um, the right kind of mental health uh, building opportunities? They you know uh, activities what they need to become more emotionally resilient during the summer and. And so, Espera, resilience is kind of this this word. I'm not sure if I even understood it, um, you know, before working with you. Help, what is resilience again? Emotional resilience? What are we talking about here? You know, the World Health Organization about, I think it's been about 10 years ago now, sat, sat down and went across the, the world. There are problems with our young people and resilience. And they isolated, I, I don't have them committed to memory, but they mm-hmm. isolated several areas. And those areas were things like critical thinking, mm-hmm. creative thinking, problem solving, social interaction. Okay. So resilience basically means that if I'm out there in my life and, and things squeeze on me or I get knocked face down, in the words of Brene Brown, that mm-hmm. I get up, dust myself off, move forward with wisdom instead of getting stuck there. Okay, so it's that picking yourself up emotionally to keep going, mm-hmm. whether it's a social interaction that went bad or whether it's a personal, um, you know, self-concept or... I failed a test. Failed a test. Whatever it is. Okay, I love it. So what are some ways that we can build resilience with our kids? Since we've got them at home now during the summer, we've got a few, like, focused months What are some things that we can do to build resilience for kids during the summer? Oh, I'm glad you asked. I'm so excited to talk about this. So one of the big things that we can do is schedule time for activities as a family. We know that if things aren't scheduled, they are less likely to happen. So, you know, it takes two minutes to sit down on a Monday and say, on Monday, we're going to do this activity. Those activities can be 30 minutes, an hour, four hours, or they can be three minutes. Um, so we're not talking about family vacation, putting down on the calendar a week-long trip to Disneyland. You're talking about like the the daily or weekly smaller time frame structure. We're talking activities. We're talking connection and play. And, uh, you know, I tell all of my clients that one of my best connection activities in my home is don't listen, kiddos. Uh, we jump on the bed for about a minute. It, it, it's, it, it's a cool thing, <laughs> That's right? That's awesome. It's a cool thing, right, before bedtime. But but that kind of connection helps youth feel secure in relationships, and that's a big factor in building confidence and resilience both. 
um, is feeling secure in those relationships. So it's not only when I'm, I'm bad or it's not only if I've mm-hmm. done this great achievement that I get to connect and be with my family gotcha. and parents. Um, but being intentional about spending that time together. Scheduling helps them feel more secure. Those little times. Okay. Absolutely. Daily rituals like sit down dinners, even a quick story before bed, a gratitude list. Um, before a meal or when we're driving to the store in the car saying yeah. what are three things that you're grateful for doing even those things a few times a week um or- i know dinner is so huge for us yeah and my kids love family dinner we do it every day and i usually take an opportunity to ask one or two of the kids uh how their day was and it's like they're excited the whole week for their opportunity to get to tell me on you know, when I ask them what their day was like, that it's their time to, you know, share. It's a, yeah. And then you have those kids who, you know, the, the more common adolescent is going to say, okay. Right. And that's that. Yep. And so when you do some structure into that connection to like, what are, what are three things that you're grateful for? Or let's do 10 gratitudes. Absolutely. You go around the table. I'm grateful for this. Everybody says one, you know, that your finger two. you go around again and gratitude is a, an amazing practice. We're learning from research, not just an attitude of gratitude yeah. is um, important for resilience, but you have to have the practice of gratitude. Yeah. The, so the practice, Powers it up. the difference there is you might feel grateful for some things, but the practice of it is where you actually express it or give service back to someone because of the, you know, what you're feeling gratitude. You actually have to do something to express that gratitude. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even if you've had a bad day, helping kids learn that there's always something still to be grateful for, to be thankful for is very powerful to help them find that seed in that. And then to help them in, in that gratitude practice too, to focus on people and experiences rather than solely on material things. It it is very powerful in a gratitude practice. So help them think about who in their life they are grateful for. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, um, you know, I always go back to my physical abilities. Like, I'm so thankful that I have the gift of sight. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm so thankful that I have the gift to be able to move. Because I know people who don't have those gifts or those, those blessings in their life. And yeah, it doesn't take you too long to look very far to see really how blessed we all are. It always amazes me, though, when you ask someone to list 10 things they're grateful for the first time they do it, it can take quite a while. But yeah. if you've done that three, just three or four times with them, they just crank it out really, really quickly. And like then it turns even, on a different part of their brain. Mm-hmm. And even if they're even if it's I'm excited, I'm, I'm grateful that I can do this with my body. We can still move that even beyond experiences. What kind of experiences do you have or have you had today that because you can move your body? Right. What is that brought into your life? So these are things you do with clients at Life Launch Centers in the groups. These are practices that that we employ with our group setting. Is that right? Absolutely. We have structured time together where we see each other and we're in connection. And one of the practices that we do often uh, is is a gratitude practice. We do it both for mindfulness as well as for other specific applications when we're teaching resilience. I love this. You've done this hundreds of times with hundreds of people that you don't even know and you still see the positive effects that come from these practices. And they like it. Yeah. They're usually smiling at the end of it, which sometimes can be a little tough for, for young people to just enjoy things that are conversational. That's great. What else, what other kind of things can we do to build resilience with our kids during the summer? 
You know, I think that uh, a couple of other things that we can do is uh, do volunteer things together. Okay. Uh, do whether it's it's going in to make a, a card for someone or choosing a card for someone. Again, don't think in terms of well, we go to the soup kitchen and volunteer for two or three hours. Mm-hmm. Those things are amazing and they're great, and I encourage that. But we can do volunteer and and kind gestures. You know, we we go to the neighbor and and do a race to bring their trash cans into their home and surprise them oh, yeah. that way. So even those <laughs> quick things like that can can really they're they're just they're just a big deal. Get they decrease involved. depression. Oh yeah. Uh, they improve confidence, happiness, optimism. They boost the immune system. Research shows it results in better health. It reduces challenging emotions. But the number one thing to do is mindfulness and paying attention. That practice, one two minutes even a day. Yesterday in our group, we went out in the front of the building, and I said, "Pay attention." And see if you can find something you've never noticed before, even though you've been here dozens of times. I've driven to that office many days, and I was a a little embarrassed at all of the things I've never noticed. (laughs) Yeah. But mindfulness, as we learned from Christy Lamont a few weeks ago, it helps us learn to pay attention. It it builds our brain's ability to uh, be more, more, uh, less reactive, more emotionally resilient. And to increase our kindness to others and ourselves, among about 20 other things. So mindfulness, where you're paying attention to your immediate surroundings intentionally, um, that's that's something that our kids aren't getting a lot of. Just because, honestly, it's I know it's not just the kids, it's the, parent, the adults, too, is that every 30 seconds that we have available, we turn right to our electronics or our phone and fill our minds with that, rather than, like you're saying paying attention to some details, noticing something you haven't noticed before. And that that helps people become grounded in their environment and emotionally grounded. Is that? Yeah, it builds the brain's ability to, to, to stay where we aim it and to sustain that attention, which decreases difficult emotion, because then we can, we can keep it on exactly what's occurring rather than all of the thoughts we have about that, which increases painful emotion. So it helps with focus. Oh, absolutely. Well, yes. what parent doesn't want that for their kids, right? Like, yeah, and get kids, them ready want, it, kids to, want it for themselves. Yeah. So it's and a win-win. Get, yeah, they get ready to go back to school. They have better focus, better ability to, um, you know, perform in their school um, responsibilities. So, you know, these have been some really helpful um, tips and tools that you've given us today. Esper, I want to thank you once again for being on our uh, show and um helping the parents and families navigate the difficult uh, mental health challenges that they face today. And um, join us again on Mondays at 6 p.m. right here on St. George News Radio, where we're going to discuss all the things mental health and how um, how to give your family tips and tools they need to succeed. We're always looking for tips, so I'd love it if folks would hop on our Facebook our Instagram. Absolutely. And uh, just contribute their ideas and what's working and what they're enjoying. Feel free to give us a call at 833-803-3883 or just jump on our website at lifelaunchcenters.com for more information. And um, we'll see you next here, next time back here on this our Mental Health Moment. Fight. You've been listening to the Mental Health Moment brought to you by Life Launch Centers. For more info, visit them at lifelaunchcenters.com.